0: Well, it's Wednesday, so we'll stick with the Wednesday tradition. Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Tony coming from the pastor's office. Um, you know, the the first couple weeks that we had this on Wednesday, we looked at the text for the upcoming week, and we'll do that again. Uh, this last Wednesday, or maybe the last two, I'm not sure. Uh, I've done a little bit of vacationing with the family, which was fantastic. So I haven't been able to uh, to update the podcast as, as frequently as I had been going at first. But we'll get the uh, we'll get the trains back on the track and rolling again. So. Uh, With that in mind, let us start with a word of prayer, then we'll hear the text and go from there. The Lord be with you. Most holy and gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the many blessings of this life, those which we know, those which we barely think about. We give you thanks for the way that you guide us, that you support us, that you comfort us, During those times when blessings are not abundantly clear to us. Be with us, Heavenly Father, and send your Holy Spirit that at all times and in all places we might know that you are there. Be with all those who need you this day, those whose names we know and those whose names are known only to you, and show us everything that the good news of the gospel has to reveal. All this we ask in the name of your Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, and today's reading continues from the Gospel of Mark. It's the uh, last Sunday that uh, Mark will go uninterrupted in this electionary year before we turn to the multi-week Bread of Life series, although next week we will take a short detour away from that as we will um, celebrate Christmas in July. Um, not an original thought. I'd, I'd love to take credit. I know a number of congregations are, you know, making this sort of COVID-based adjustment to... Uh, to make up a little bit and be joyful and and have the, the Christmas spirit even here in the dog days of summer, so. But this is from the Gospel of Mark and it comes from chapter six, so it's verses 30 through 34, and then it skips all the way to verse 53 to 56 to round it out for what is a rather short gospel reading. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going And they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As they went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd. And he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the boat When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, as I mentioned, this is a, uh, a segmented reading. It's it's portions of uh, chapter 6 with quite a big chunk missing in, in the middle. What we have here preceding this is uh, the portion of the Gospel of Mark that we heard this last Sunday, the beheading of John the Baptist. And if you heard from the sermon um, or, or the week before from the lectionary, what we had before that was Jesus sending uh, the apostles out to go start to do the work of the ministry all throughout the lands. And we get this sort of flashback scene from Mark uh, you know, John, or excuse me, Herod has uh, has remembered the way that John was put to death, even though everyone is now saying that this Jesus is going about must be John the Baptist or or John the Baptist reformed or reborn or something like that. And then we gather back to this, um, this point when the apostles return to Jesus. And they have been apparently just uh, doing the good work, working nonstop, working their tails off, as it were, and, uh, and Jesus sees this, and the first people that Jesus has compassion on in this text are, are his own apostles. He wants them to get some quiet time, himself included. He wants them to get away, to rest, just to be able to eat, and, uh, and they try to make that happen, but the crowds will just not let it. And I'm not sure what the message is from this yet, but there is a very clear indication of Jesus' response to this. In fact, it is one of the very few times in Mark's Gospel that it talks about Jesus being compassionate. Uh, we often think of Jesus as compassionate, and he is, but our Lord in Mark's gospel is only specifically named as having compassion just a very few times, and this is one of them. Even though his plans have kind of uh, been been washed over and done away with by these crowds that want to see him, for them he has compassion. Um, and he has compassion, most interestingly it seems, not just because they're sick, and not just because they're hungry, and not because of the worldly things, but because they're lost. They are like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus' form of compassion here is to begin to teach them. He feeds them in mind. He feeds them in knowledge. This is the way that Jesus shows compassion here in this moment in Mark's gospel. Interesting thing. Hang on to that for this Sunday. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll mention something about that in the uh, in the sermon. Maybe not. I'm still still really. Um, Working with what this text says to us—is it about resting or deserving to rest and not getting to? Is it about compassion being in the form of of teaching others and and feeding their minds and feeding their hearts? Is is it a mix of all these things? Not quite sure yet. Well, anyway, um, they go about. Jesus does this um, in between in this kind of cutout section. We have Jesus uh, feeding the crowds, um, a story which will be repeated in John's form during the bread of life. Maybe that's the reason they cut it out. Um, so the f- miraculous feeding of thousands gets cut out here uh, from the gospel text. And then it also skips over um, the uh, the disciples being out on the boat, and the storm comes, and uh, and of course they do what disciples do. They start to go nuts and think they're going to die, and Jesus has to calm everything down. And the disciples' hearts were hardened, and they, and they couldn't realize what was going on because they didn't realize what was going on when Jesus uh, performed the miracle of, of feeding the thousands. So after that, we get to the, the calm, as it were, after the storm. They cross over, they come to the land at Gennesaret, and there is still no rest. People know that Jesus is there, and they are coming to him from everywhere and going to him everywhere. Jesus doesn't just set up shop. He seems to have this traveling foot-based ministry, villages and cities and farms. He is all over the place, but wherever he is, he is sought out. And when they find him, many are healed. And, you know, this is um, indicative of a couple things. First, that Jesus is a miracle worker in a, in a very literal sense here in the Gospels, that people are being healed by him in body and in, in spirit for, uh, for physical ills, for sins, whatever it is, Jesus is performing these works. Um, the other is this, the Gospel of Mark kind of has laid throughout it what some have called The messianic secret um no one gets to really know jesus is the messiah right away except for the readers everyone else that's in the story only recognizes it slowly and uh, the only ones that know it right off the bat of course are the demons uh, who who jesus silences but other than that everyone just kind of gets these breadcrumbs along the way and you have to wonder if this is a part of that messianic secret being revealed for all these people that have come out to find jesus they are healed and uh, and what do they start to think about this person? Just another miracle worker? And perhaps there were people walking around and running around during that time uh, under a similar veil. But I think this is uh, this is also a point where we, as the hearers, but specifically those in the story, are, are picking up these breadcrumbs of this Jesus is different. This Jesus might just be the Messiah. So that's our gospel this week: Mark 6: 30 to 34, then jumping to 53 to 56. Um, if you get a chance, I'd recommend reviewing all of the sixth chapter to really just focus things in to the full context that we find in this passage. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Have a great rest of the day. Um, anticipate the podcast coming at you more often. And as always, see you Sunday. God bless. Bye bye.